Good morning. It's February 15th, and welcome to Doing Life, Daily Devotions for Finding Peace in Stressful Times. This is the audible companion of the book by the same name. And today's title is, What Does God Want? He has shown you, O mortal, what is good. And what does the Lord require of you? To act justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. Micah 6, 8, NIV. Frequently, I wake up thinking, what can I do for God today? I forget momentarily that this is exactly the wrong question. Mankind has struggled to determine what would please God down through the ages. And it only took one generation for Cain to murder Abel over their respective efforts to please God. God gave Moses a detailed set of ordinances far beyond the Ten Commandments, and he made it clear that righteousness meant obeying every rule all the time. Deuteronomy 6.2 The destruction of first the northern kingdom of Israel, followed a couple of centuries later by the destruction of the southern kingdom of Judah, made it clear that the chosen people failed miserably and repeatedly in what they believed God wanted of them. In fact, they missed the point entirely. Many non-Christian societies have tried to please their gods in a variety of ways, from human sacrifices among the Aztecs, Mayans, and even many of the original Canaanite societies. Animal sacrifice served for centuries for the Hebrews, while ritual prostitution was adopted by Rome from its conquered cultures. American Indian tribes strove to please God with ritual dances, festivals, and at times sacrifices. The real question is, has all that much changed today? Those of us in Western culture may no longer practice human or animal sacrifice, but we certainly have rituals to please God. For centuries, different churches have worshipped in only rigid prescribed forms, prayed in certain mandated patterns, or made promises to live in silence, chastity, service, etc., in order, often honestly, to try and position themselves as worthy before God. Many Christians today believe that the degree to which they dedicate themselves to the study of the Word, to consistent quiet time, to the service of their church, or their charity to the poor, all combined to earn them favor in God's eyes. This leads not only to those who become prideful for their great contribution, but also to those who feel unworthy in comparison. Paul spends all of his epistles, making up the majority of the New Testament, explaining that this is simply not the case. God's love is unending and offered in grace to all, and the only requirement is faith, Ephesians 2.8. The Hebrews of the Old Testament, even when obedient, were obedient in ritual only. Their hearts were uncircumcised, meaning they had no faith behind their ceremony, Jeremiah 9:26. If we as Christians have faith in our Savior, then there's nothing we can do to make God love us more or to make him love us less, Romans 5, 8 and 8:35. So what does Micah mean? God wants his people to obey him because they want to, not because they are constrained by ritual. God showed them three things that were good. Act justly means simply to be fair to others in their dealings. Love mercy means to carry through on commitments to meeting others' needs. And to walk humbly means the absence of prideful arrogance in your relationship with God. Micah relates this centuries before the birth of Christ, and yet the message is unchanged. Micah 6.8 merely spells out how we are to love God completely and how to love our neighbors as ourselves. Matthew 22.34 So when I wake up in the morning, a better question is, What love can God demonstrate through me today that I might glorify him?
Father, remind us every day that it's about the relationship, dummy. Let us pray, study, and serve, because in loving you, we want to do these things, not because we want to try and earn the approval that your grace has already given us through faith. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.